They're killer clowns, and they're from outer space. There's really nothing else you need to know. I want to hear you scream. It is time to keep your appointment with the Wicker Man. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We'll tear your soul apart. Podcast of the Dead. Hello, everyone. This is Podcast of the Dead, the podcast about all things horror-related. I'm Zach Palmer. Sitting next to me is Isaac Wright. I've been eating packing peanuts for three days. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was just really unexpected. Like, you say a lot of unexpected things for the intro, but that one was just like, what? (laughs) Caught me really off guard. Anyway... Uh, joining us from the void is Chrissy Beetle. It's a literal <laughs> void right now, lad. Yeah, fuck. I feel really bad for everybody who lives in the UK right now. Um, we had an hour's worth, practically an hour's worth of conversation yeah. just about politics prior yeah. to starting the episode, and that just made us all really depressed. Yeah. So let's talk about something else. <laughs> and let's that's why we something... have this film. Yeah, yeah it's so fun. It kills uh, my depression. Yeah, there is um, not really enough news to really talk about any horror news, so we're not going to. Was going to talk about Ghostbusters, the trailer. I have thoughts on it, but I'm going to wait to see what more comes out. Yeah, we're going to wait until more comes out about Ghostbusters to talk about it. Yeah, Uh, I haven't seen the trailer yet, to be honest. Yeah. Because I've been busy Uh, dealing with existential dread. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's get right into it. Uh, We're talking about Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Uh, If you haven't seen this movie, uh, you probably might not have gotten too deep into like B-horror movies maybe at this point to have seen it, but it's not, it's like one of those first like introductory ones you should watch. You may, people may, like I know a lot of people have seen like scenes from it, like the knock your block off scene or the what are you yes. gonna do with those pies boys yeah which is um, a brilliant scene yeah but uh this this movie first of all was um created by the kyoto's brothers uh who they were kind of famous in a cult sort of way for doing a lot of like effects they, they specialize kind of in claymation um, mm. so they did some claymation stuff for, uh, actually some Simpsons episodes. They did some, uh, that large Marge claymation scene from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Uh, they did some stuff for, uh, Team America, World Police. Fuck uh, yeah. Critters. Fuck yeah. <laughs> they did some- Critters. They did some stuff for Critters. Um, but they're, they're mainly just like effects guys, uh, which is probably why the effects in this movie, considering the budget, which is still pretty big. It's 1.8 million, which is big for a B movie. Uh, is they for the budget that it looks so good, and we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. But first of all, let's talk about what this movie is about. It's very simple. Uh, it is about a bunch of clowns that come from outer space and start killing people, just like the name implies. Um, but more specifically, they put them in cotton candy cocoons. Yeah, it's sort of, and they drink it through <laughs> silly straws. Yes. Oh. Uh, yeah, what are they drinking? Are they drinking their blood? Is that the implication? Yeah. Or are they drinking their life juice? Or It's, 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 it's just kind of a juice. general 
cumin juice. Okay, is that what sustains them, or do they yeah, eat other... Yeah, I mean, they're kind of... Funny enough, they're kind of like Pennywise, in the sense that they just go through worlds and eat them. <laughs> okay. Like, they're, I mean, they're that, literally that... just like eaters of worlds. That is what Ash said when we were watching this last night. Yeah. Ash was like, wow, uh, It Chapter 3 got really weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's um, not one of the uh, more interesting sequels. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's um, it, there isn't, like, a deep lore here. <laughs> Which say. I did ask about. I did ask. So, is there, like, lore <laughs> that I'm missing? Maybe, if they ever do a fucking sequel. Wasn't there, there isn't, like, a comic or anything to this, is there, I, like, that came afterwards? I don't know. I'm going to quickly look. As much as I love this, I don't really know much about, I just know that it's really fucking popular. Yeah, and that's where, uh, kind of where I sat on it after we watched it, is, uh, I was oh, like, if this no, was, like, a comic no, book concept, that just a comic adaptation uh... of it on Tumblr. Huh. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, see, see I would have... It would have made a lot more sense to me if this was like a comic book first and then a movie, but the fact that this was a movie, but then it also became popular with what it is, kind of surprised me. Yeah. Because I'm left kind of middle of the road on it, like I appreciate it for what it is, but it's not a movie I'm going to watch like annually or something. It's, it doesn't grab me like that. And so, I don't know. So I, I'm I'm weird about it. Change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. We were kind of trying to think of some movies that are that are kind of comparable to the way that this is made in the in like what, what like a modern example might be. And we kind of we thought of a lot of like the sci-fi, uh, as in the channel sci-fi. They're kind of B movies like Lava Lanchula and Sharknado and all that sort of stuff. And it's kind of along those lines. Um, as far as like where it falls in like a B movie status, um, I don't know. It's to me, it's a little different just because of the era it came out in. Um, it feels like there's a lot of effort put into it. There's and, a lot of love. I don't know. Put you really, yeah, yeah, there really is. Yeah, you, and you gotta really respect that. Um, at least that aspect of it. And I think maybe that's why I enjoy it so much is just because you can tell that a lot of worthwhile effort was put into mm. it. Um, but like, so before we get into like, cause the effects are like the main part of the movie. Like, we're not really going to talk about the characters or because that doesn't matter. The story doesn't really fucking matter. It's like the movie itself that matters in like how the movie it was made does what like, it says in the tin. It's killer clowns from outer space. Right. Yeah. It's a simplistic movie and it's a simplistic plot and it's a simplistic execution, but it does exactly what you want it to. Like it serves, it's like a very... It has a very simple flavor, but it's a good flavor. Do you know what I mean? It's the like, way yeah, I would it's like comfort it is, food. Not unlike cotton candy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely describe it as a spectacle. Yes. A spectacle, like, let's say, fireworks show. Fire is no deep meaning in a fireworks show. It looks pretty. People come to see it. They leave afterward. You don't really think about it too much afterward. Yeah. It's a spectacle. And that's very much how I see yeah. this movie. It is fun. You leave. You're not taking away any kind of messages from it. You came to see evil clowns, and that's what you were given. And we're kind of the assholes for trying to find deeper meaning, essentially. Uh, well, I don't <laughs> think we're really going to find meaning in my stupid clown movie. Yeah, I, I don't think we're really going to try and find deeper meaning in this episode. So anybody who's coming for our, one of our regular episodes where we get really in deep, like, I mean, the last episode we did was way in-depth into, like, mental we, health we, and all that stuff, but... <laughs> 
We did an episode so deep, this one can, like, be shallow. Yes. Yeah, right. This is going to be a shallow episode, just to let y'all know. So let's talk about music first. Because the music in this is uh, interesting. It's it's good. I mean, for what it is, you know, it's it's actually really interesting. And also the main theme song was uh, performed in... I don't know if it was written by, but it was definitely performed yeah, by... John Masari wrote it, I think. Yeah, it was performed by the Dickies. Um, which is... Uh, Probably where a lot of budget went. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Did, oh, no, no, said, the Dickies did write it. Never mind. The Dickies wrote it? Okay, good. Um, yeah. Yeah, but the, uh, I mean, the song is fairly predictable. It, like, has, like, that kind of circus thing going on with it. But it is a, a, a I don't know, I enjoy the song. Well, the opening it, song is, is... It's a good song. I mean, yeah, the opening song I, is I don't very like much... anything else the Dickies have done. <laughs> Well, I was just going to say, it's very much 80s rock type music. You know, I like the opening song a lot because I like that that era of music. Like, the, yeah. the very opening song is the credits are rolling. I do enjoy. Yeah. It's one of the reasons I like a lot of things from the 80s, like Ghostbusters and a lot of the other shitty movies that come out in the 80s that just have really poppy, synthy, it's <laughs> heavy a soundtrack. soundtracks. It's a, it's a soundtrack with a lot of kitsch. It's yeah, an exactly. 80s horror soundtrack. It's it, yeah. like in terms, of, especially if we're staying on quickly the like the intro song. It's like Dokken's fucking Dream Warriors or Darkest Side of the Night from Friday Thirteenth Part Eight. Like, it's an 80s horror theme song. Yeah. Mm. Uh. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Friday the Thirteenth Part Eight is what I was thinking. Like pretty much immediately. Like that song is like Darkest it's very much in that vein. Fucking love mm. that song. Yeah, that is a great song, by the way. Uh, <laughs> if I were to make like a playlist of like horror, the- it would be near the top for sure. Um, but it's, uh, but yeah, like I said, it's kitsch. It's got a lot of kitsch to it. Like it's, you know, it's a lot of, uh, I, I don't know. It's a lot of guitar. There's <laughs> well, a lot of guitar and a lot of synth, which yeah. John Masari's mm-hmm. soundtracks I think are kind of known for, but he is quite eclectic in his soundtracks. I I follow the lad on Instagram and he is like the cutest Instagram. I love him. Because he's just... Because, I mean, he's done loads of stuff. Like, so like he did Retro Puppet Master. He's done a bunch of like video game stuff and a bunch of just like movie stuff. Like a Ray Harryhausen Early Years collection thing. I'm not surprised at all that he's done video game music because that, yeah, that seems sense. to fall in the same <laughs> category as this. And a bunch of like 80s <laughs> action, like bad action films that you'd see on like Best of the Worst. But yeah, like this is the thing he's known for and mm-hmm. he absolutely loves it. I will say, other than the opening song, I don't remember a lot of the other music during the movie uh, itself the most stick out piece at least for me is the march when they're walking into the town and it goes like oh yeah okay yeah i don't know it just hit me as background so it, it was really the opening that hit me more than anything else yeah. after that the music just kind of i might have been overwhelmed with the visuals though because yeah. this is my first time seeing it and, yeah. <laughs> and i was just kind of like what well that's yeah, a lot of colors I mean, <laughs> a lot I'm, of colors on screen i'm just fucking mad that i missed the 30th anniversary fucking screening where they had a live bat where they had live orchestra playing the fucking soundtrack oh my god oh that's that 
That would have been phenomenal. <laughs> I would have loved to hear that. Led by John Masari, uh, the Kyoto brothers were there, as oh, were shit. one of the Terenzi brothers, and I think a couple of the other characters were there. But, wow, that sounds amazing. I wish I could have seen that. Yeah, Dead Meat, uh, all, all Dead Meat covered it in their, po- in their fucking channel. Obviously, like, the largest part of this, because it is the Kyoto Brothers, is uh, effects. I mean, the effects in it are, for the time, very good. Especially, There's a lot of really great stuff. Especially, like, the effects of, like, just inside the fucking ship. Yeah, just that whole set is really well put together. Like, it... And that was... And it's sort of what it's saying was, like, a lot of that set had to be built by the Kyoto Brothers. Like, they had to do it themselves. Yeah, well, yeah, I imagine because of the relative shoestring budget and because of their expertise just in effects that they probably built a lot of it. Like, that would make a lot of sense. Um, And, you know, just to save on labor, perhaps. (laughs) I mean, they had a lot of people that worked for them do a lot of other stuff so they could focus on making it. But obviously they already worked for, like, the, the like their effects company, so they right. were, they, you know, they knew what they wanted. So they wanted doors that fucking suck? That's my biggest takeaway. I hate those doors. Those doors are not made well. You have to open it on one side, then it swings around. But then you can't just go through the door. Then you have to stop, and the door has to swing around again. And then you get to go through the doorway. What the fuck is that? Who's ever made a door like that? The only other doors like that are in elevators, but there's a whole point to it because the elevator goes from one floor to the other, so you have to be in an enclosed space for a moment. Why does the door have to swing around and then swing around again for you to go from one side to the other? Because it's supposed to be a fun house. But if you are a highly intelligent clown alien, you've, you've already experienced doors that are better than this? So why on your spaceship do you make doors that are worse than the previous doors you've encountered in your life? I didn't realize this was going to be the hot take that you would have. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like I was prepared for something else. But the doors is what you're upset about. You're upset about the revolving doors. Why? They're not even revolving doors. They don't revolve the whole time. Okay, fine, you know... It is a it. door that literally revolves, so it is a revolving door. But it's not door. a revolving door because it's not like a, a, a bank lobby in New it's York not... City. It doesn't go around. That makes more sense because you go around and there's no point where you have to be stopped from going into the okay. entrance. You just have a moment when you're continuously walking, but you're still going through the doorway, so, albeit so, so, slower. Okay, 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 so first of all, it is a door that turns, so it is a revolving door. Literally, it is a door that revolves. But it's not the same as what you think of a revolving door. It's an uh, alien Second of all, bro. what? <laughs> Why are you so obsessed? <laughs> <laughs> it's bad door design. If I, okay, if I have alien a room. clowns that can eat you. Are you going to fucking complain about their door? <laughs> okay, so you're saying they want to be deterred from a meal of a person in the other room by a door that takes too long. Here's a, here's a thought. <laughs> here's a thought, though. So here here's a thought. So, so they want to maybe keep it sterile, and maybe the door has some sort of sterilization feature inside of it. So you, so you close off one side, and then you close off the other side. So it's a sterile doorway. 
So they keep out, like, but, outside diseases and stuff like that. In order for that, you would have to have a two-door system, and in the middle part of the two it, it doors... Is a, it is inherently have, like, a two-door system, though. No, but you have to have the, the middle part completely closed off so they can sterilize that interior portion prior to but going into the But it is, because when it swings door. around, it's closed off, and then it sterilizes when it's no, closed it's off. No, it's open on one side and then closed on the other side. Well, but that's what I'm saying around. is, is yeah, <laughs> but when that opening slides around into the wall, it's a closed-off space. Do you know what I'm saying? But there's no way they could sterilize that small. Uh, you don't know alien technology. <laughs> <laughs> this is well. We've already spent way too much time on this. <laughs> right. That was oh, le- legitimately. That was one thing about this movie that did frustrate me. I'm just like that's a stupid way to make a doorway. I understand what you mean, but yes, the set it is- for Clownzilla was constructed by the brothers, though, because it was like a miniature set, like the Clownzilla sequence. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it was a guy, it was uh, one of the Kyoto's brothers in a suit, yeah. right? That was, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's interesting, because they were going to make it a claymation thing, which I think would have also been interesting. But I like the suit. I it know. looks more... Yeah, I, I think I like it, this a lot The more. suit is a lot more in keeping with what they were already doing, I think, so it blends more seamlessly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah any claymation in this would have taken me out of it a little bit. I think there is you know some what I mean? claymation. And, was it really? Was there any claymation? In the there movie was claymation in the in the hand puppet sequence. Yeah. Oh, was that claymation? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that wasn't very noticeable because it it was meant to be different. I thought they were just puppets. I mean, I didn't even think they were claymation. I thought they were mm-hmm. just puppets. Yeah. So, well, it's stop motion of some sort, or whatever it was. Yeah, oh, okay. I know the the, um, the hand puppet sequence is stop motion. Yeah. See, and the fact that it was smaller, I think, on a smaller scale, meant that you know you don't really notice it. Yeah, a bigger mm-hmm. thing, like a bigger monster that was stop motion, you probably would have noticed a lot easier. You mean like the Rancor from Return of the Jedi? <laughs> exactly, yeah. I you know, never like that noticed it was stop motion until a couple of years ago. <laughs> and even um, because of George Lucas's uh, HD-ifying effects, you can tell oh. it's stop motion now. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm glad that they that they stuck mainly with it primarily practical effects not like any kind of stop motion throughout it because no it looks really good i really enjoy the look of this film like i will say though and i mentioned this when i was watching it i don't like a carnival aesthetic oh see i do just kind of yeah see they rub me the wrong way i don't they're very gaudy tacky colors like all matte like just colliding with each other and i mean i don't know you can't carnivals and, and good taste don't really go together you know what i mean like there's not a carnival that's in good taste. It's well, supposed like to be over the top. No good taste with Just like with the music. Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I, no. It fits. I'm not saying anything is negative about right. it. It's just. It's. I've never liked carnivals and circuses. Well, yeah. I, I would say like just like with the music, the whole thing is kitsch. Yeah. You know exactly. I mean? And it's so it's got a whole kitsch factor. So it, it it doesn't hit me on on that level, but I can appreciate it for what it is, and that a lot of people do like that aesthetic. But it, it definitely doesn't aesthetic. resonate with me. On Bright colors at clash. <laughs> yeah. That's my whole game. <laughs> yeah no i i don't know yeah it, it is like a visually interesting movie mm, because yeah. of all the fucking colors and the the a lot of the effects and the design when the clown yeah the design and when the clowns get killed and they spin around and they become a uh a, an emerald is yeah, what they, it they, looks they do like like, uh, like the, the light explosions and yeah also like it's it's the interesting little clowns at the popcorn oh yeah oh those are great i yeah. do love i do love them and then there was one scene, God, 
we might get to it later, but there was one scene that was legitimately like fucked up that I thought was like a really, really good scene. It wasn't the melting with the pies, so I did love the melting. Oh, with the melting with the pies. It, um, I love that fucking scene. Is it scene. the the Mooney Mooney when he's using Mooney as the ventriloquist dummy? Oh yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. that was yeah. it. That's my fucking uh, probably my favorite scene in the film because that's legitimately creepy. Oh yeah, that's yes. probably the one scene in the it whole is. film that I would say that's legitimate horror aspect right oh, there. Yeah. Just when he pulls the hand out and he just swats away all the blood off of it, yeah. and then he just falls to the floor. That scene was fucking dope. I loved yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of like I like about this movie. Like I said, don't get, n- please no one take this in, into the consideration that I don't like this movie. It's just. Isaac just hates the doors. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and also the doors on the clown ship. Yeah. <laughs> not a fan of Jim Morrison. Not, yeah, I, mean, I was going there too. Jim, Jim Mor- Morrison I'm neither just here nor there Jim Morrison. It didn't make sense to yeah. you, did it? <laughs> <laughs> it was a strange addition to put a dead rock star. <laughs> it's just as cool. In a, yeah, oh, yeah, just, just swinging around on a fan. Uh, One of my, like, favorite uh, effects that isn't that isn't clown design, but also is, is that fucking, like, vacuum car thing that they have when they've bubbled the oh, whole yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. When they fucking, like, yeah, vacuum yeah, yeah, yeah. back the town, and they're just fucking <laughs> walking around with the car thing. I love it. Uh, yeah, but I do like the clown design a lot. And don't... You worry about the popcorn going, we'll oh get boy. to that. We're, we're, uh, but... Zach is getting to that, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but first of all, let, let's talk about the clown design, because they they do a pretty good job of making them all pretty unique. Like, they all have kind of their own personality, that's, I guess, without having to, to say anything. I'm going to have to pull up the names, because yeah. I can never remember their names other than, like, Shorty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they're yeah. all suits. Yeah, yeah they're, all, they're all suits. They're latex Okay. Uh, all of them. Yeah. yeah no, they just, they just all look really good. That's my. They do pro- look really that's good. That's probably my favorite thing about the movie is just that they don't skimp on the effects. Like if this was a typical B movie with really bad effects and the same plot and yes. everything, I would hate. I also, it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I would also. I also love hate. the design of like their their fucking high pitch shrieking, like their language. I love the design of their they just language. Sound like Jawas. Yeah, we thought they sounded like Jawas, but yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, they're, they're kind of, yeah, they're... But then they've also got, like, the, the weird shrieks. I just, oh, I love that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, that's just echolocation. All clowns have echolocation. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they had the honking nose. Yeah, exactly. That's the honking nose is to locate other clowns <laughs> and also food sources. Okay, so names. Children. <laughs> the main ones you see are Jumbo. You've got Jumbo's the the large one. The well, fat there's one. Jumbo and Fatso. They're both they're both the large. Oh, ones. Fatso's the fat one. Okay, and Jumbo's the real yeah. tall one, right? You've yeah, also okay. got Shorty. He's the You've short. You've got Rudy, which <laughs> I can't remember which one Rudy was. You've got Spike. He's the lo- he's and the lawyer. Slim. Rudy's the lawyer. Yeah, he's he's the lawyer. He he went to Ukraine a couple times. No, Rudy, a backstory. Rudy's the one that played for Notre Dame. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you've got, and then you've got Spike and Slim. The, you, there were a couple of others. You've got Rosebud and Daisy, which are the uh, the the girls. The and then you've got clowns. Jojo, the clowns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you've got. Hold on. 
You've got Jumbo and Fatso and Rudy and Shorty <laughs> and Jojo. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> Man of <my, my> Christmas. <laughs> Merry Chrysler. <laughs> Merry Chrysler. <laughs> I hadn't heard that. <laughs> Oh, the 300. Mo- <laughs> Mopey crisis. <laughs> That's me all the time. Um, yeah, but no, the clown design's really good. They're all latex suits, obviously, as we said. Uh, the hands are too big, but I like it. Uh, oh, I, I love the like... Dixie oversized hands. They're really weird. Yes. I, I, yeah. I, the, the size of their fingernails creeps me out. Yeah. That's another, like, like a legitimately like creepy hands, thing. Small fingernails. Yeah, it's yeah, no, look. it legitimately looks creepy and everything. I'm just like... I also love that. how just weird <laughs> their heads are. Yeah. Like... And the teeth. I like... I, the teeth, oh, like, the, the mouth design the is really good. Unnerving. Yeah, I agree. I love it. Yeah. The the mouth design is just so good. Like, it's, it just looks so, like, gnarly. The- like, I don't know. It's I great. I the, their skin reminds me of how, like, they designed Pennywise's skin as well. I wouldn't be surprised if there was, like, at least a little bit of inspiration there for this, like, recent Pennywise. Because mm-hmm. of just yeah. how, like, oh, cracked yeah. the skin is. Yeah, cracked and kind of scaly mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is kind of, like, a similar, like, looking texture to, like, like These recent Pennywise. horrible latex suits. Which Trick yeah. or Treat Studios has... I think it's slim and shorty for sale in terms of like mask and costume. Oh, that's awesome. I have been very tempted, awesome. but I don't want to look <laughs> at how much the price is. Oh, they're probably in the hundreds, but I would oh, probably. Oh, they be also have the, the hanging prop of the fucking cotton candy people. Cotton, cotton candy and, person. Oh, oh, hell yeah. I need them. Nice. I need it so much. Hell yeah. Has that anyone ever cool. gone frame by frame in this movie and seen if you can see the eyes of the actor through the mouth of one of the clowns like you can in that one scene of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Oh, they, they also have Fatso's costume a clown, <laughs> and a clownzilla mask. <laughs> this episode's going to be just a whole bunch of non-sequiturs. Yeah. I know it is. It's going to be a whole bunch of non-sequiturs. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. Like, it... First of all, to the small fingernail thing, those must be hard to paint. Um, and in clip and everything. In clip and mm. yeah, it's like yeah, because there's so much finger you have to go through before you can cut the nail. And hang, hang nails must be oh, the worst. Oh god, it must be the worst, <laughs> the absolute worst. Um, but I, I don't know. Like I like the suits too. I like really shiny, cool fabric. Oh, like the that. fabric's uh, horrible. I can, I know, <laughs> especially on like I think it's jumbos. Because Fatso's the one with, like, the, the weird, horrible pinky swirl and the blue. Jumbo's right. the one in, like, the, the really shiny, like, red and yellow. I just know they went to fucking Joanne and had a field yeah. day. <laughs> like... oh, no, I can tell you, I, I know how that fabric is, because I've seen, like, I've seen a friend work on it with a cosplay, and it's a fucking horrible nightmare to wear. Oh, it is. No, I totally know because yeah, I've tried to make cosplays with material like that. It's very difficult to work with. It does. It tears very easily, uh, and it does not so it well just, at and all. And it looks it horrible not, whenever you wear it. Yeah, yeah. It just uh, yeah. It doesn't fit right ever. Uh, you have to get real creative with with the fit on it. Uh, but I'm just so, gonna assume so, it. So I'm like, just gonna assume it's all like windbreaker material. It just makes the, the rustling the whole time. 
No, it's more like uh, I'm trying like to think of what it's comparable to. Like spandex oh, no. is sort of stretched yeah. so far that it's just loose. Ooh, yeah, gross. I guess it is sort of like sleeping bag type material mm, okay. a little bit. Yeah, yeah that something would, that along those seem lines. Like it so well. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't. No. Trust me. Yeah, it does not. Um, so let's. I'm going to go on a, a little bit of a tirade here uh, <laughs> to talk about the popcorn gun, and I hope everybody can keep up. Uh, <laughs> now, is this? What, you said this was the most expensive prop in the movie. Were so, there, were there other big props in this in addition to the popcorn gun that are so, notable? So, well, car rentals. Yeah. They did all the cars were rented. Okay. Uh, and one of the jeeps that they were renting, the one that had all the cotton candy inside, they found the guy yeah. who was like cotton candy. Uh-huh. They had to pay to get it detailed and, and stuff. Yeah, afterward, <laughs> they paid three thousand dollars to clean it because it was just so <laughs> fucked up. Uh, essentially. Oh, I'm I'm one of the cars like accidentally drove off a cliff. Uh-oh. Hopefully, yeah. Empty. Hopefully, they won the stunts. <laughs> they accident it accidentally went a bit further than they should. Yeah, I think they did push it off empty. Yeah, okay, but that was ahead. the one. That was the one that went off the bridge. Remember, oh, yeah. and like caught on fire and stuff. Uh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, but <laughs> so three thousand dollars sounds like a lot. The popcorn gun, which is featured in one scene, one fucking scene, cost seven thousand dollars to make. And it took six weeks to make it. Uh, now, the popcorn gun, I, what I want to talk about is the logistics of the popcorn gun. Uh, Go on, man. Okay, so, okay, so first of all, it doesn't shoot actual popcorn. I mean, it shoots, like, the little pellets, which are, like, they're, like, baby clowns, which are... But they kind of have to start as popcorn, right? So, like, is the popcorn already popped when they shoot it? I think they, it shoots like kernels and then it pops on like. Is that the, what it is? Because they do on. have that big bubble thing that's like popping popcorn the whole time in the ship, you know? Like, mm. is that like their incubator? Or yeah, I don't know. I'd assume so if that's how they reproduce. Maybe possibly. So basically, it's a uh, basically it's a big dick because it, sh- <laughs> <laughs> it shoots clown seeds. It's the clown dick. <laughs> The face you're giving me right now. Okay. So, A, I thought it was established that A, they didn't turn out from kernels. They were already little popcorn things. B, they're not really popcorn because they're little, like, larvae. And C, are you telling me that they grow into the full-size clowns? Because I thought they just grew into the giant, like, fucking, like, you know, chestburster clown sperm snake monsters <laughs> that, like, come yeah, out of the like, laundry that's, bin. That's well, we don't like know for sure. We don't know for sure. We They may become actual clowns later on. So that yeah, means... Th- it could just be, like, a stage of, like... Uh, like a larvae reproduction okay, cycle stage. Okay. So all those clowns that got left in her bathroom still there, by okay. the way. Um, so, I mean, yes, we could say then that yeah, they that the kernels are like the eggs and that they hatch into the larvae form, which are the popcorn kernels. So that, that tracks. Okay. It's a big dick. Fine. Yeah, The gun is a big dick. <laughs> 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 no, but like, okay, so like, let's think of like, so obviously clown ejaculation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is a word that's never been said. <laughs> Perhaps. 
Um, and that that's, is a sentence that has never been said. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's really what we strive for on this podcast is <laughs> sentences and words that have never been said because fuck you, we're unique. Um, but so let's let's think of the logistics of the popcorn gun. Um, so obviously, in that one scene that the popcorn gun is in, it's not very good at shooting popcorn. But how would you make it so that it is good at shooting popcorn? Would you cover the popcorn in butter, maybe, like to make it heavier? Yeah, they have those popcorn balls. Maybe. You know, they well, I don't think it's meant to be balls. good at shooting popcorn. Say what? I don't think it's meant to be good. <laughs> I think it's meant to be a scattergun effect. Is it like supposed it is. to be like a popcorn shotgun? A pop yeah. shotgun? Yeah, it's meant to sort of scatter it so that they can get all the babies. I guess that does make sense. But why yeah. does why is that a good idea though? Because it, they obviously take a long time to gestate, and they well, they run it away didn't with the take popcorn that on. Long, though. But they run away with the popcorn still on them, and nothing happens. Well, no. Yeah, but, but then she gets in. She gets oh, in the oh, shower. Oh, like, she takes her clothes, clothes off. Clothes. Yeah, oh, they get stuck to your clothes. With her. Oh, yeah, okay. they're sticky. <laughs> I thought they snuck into her house and planted them. No, there. no, no, no. She, they were. <laughs> remember, because they got into the car and they had popcorn all over their clothes. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're all over the place in this. So, like, That's any true. any way of popcorn getting any place is possible. In this See, movie. but also, what's the point <laughs> of the popcorn gun if later that fatso just takes a handful of the popcorn and puts it in a dumpster? You know, like it's it, so it's not the only like spreading mechanism. It's just fun. No, it's, I am trying to m- make a case for the popcorn gun. I want it to have a reason. I I <laughs> guess they might do it so that, like, you know, there are multiple ways. It's, you know, it's a bit like making babies. There are multiple ways to do it. They just have, they just have the popcorn gun for, like, Special occasions. Oh, and so that popcorn <laughs> that he puts in the dumpster, those are literally dumpster babies, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay, so. But also, didn't they use the popcorn for that, for something else? Like, popcorn could have different... Properties? Yeah. No. I, the, the popcorn's always going to be the the baby clowns. Yeah. yeah. As far as we can, as far as we can tell. Okay, so here's where my question comes in. Um, so, for the popcorn gun to work... We can assume, let's, let's for the sake of argument, assume that it starts... We're not physicists. It starts at a popcorn ball, because that's the most, like, it's the most best way to, like, load it as some sort of ammunition, right? It, sure. In the barrel, it must have to heat up in some way in order to the popcorn, popcorn to unfuse, and then, or does it, like, w- does the explosion from the, the gun, does that cause it to spread out just like a shotgun shell does? The is concussion could cause the concussion? it to okay. spread, yes. And then is the reason that it flies at all, is that because this isn't real popcorn and that the popcorn larvae have weight as opposed to regular popcorn, which from a gun normally, if you were to have any kind of what we know as popcorn, doesn't carry any weight and wouldn't fly if even shot out of a gun. Well, yes, because so like the concussion of a real gun on popcorn would probably just make it turn into powder. Yeah, exactly. So obviously I think it has something to do with it not being actual popcorn. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Mm. <laughs> this is a ridiculous conversation. Uh, but, so, like, I would say, yes, it is probably because it has some sort of weight to it. Okay. Like, we're we're gonna myth bust this fucking popcorn gun. <laughs> um, and and I, I would say, I would say, if it were actual popcorn, it would probably just turn into into dust. I it agree. would just vaporize. Okay. If there was any sort of like 
propulsion mechanism that had to do anything with like an explosion or a concussion it would just vaporize it instantly so i think part of it has to do with uh that it is not actually popcorn and also maybe that it comes in some sort of like ball or comes in some sort of pellet or something so that's the in-universe explanation do you know how the the prop actually worked it's an air gun as far as I know, I, I'm pretty it just, sure it's it just, just like blew a, out like popcorn. Yeah, I think it's just like a big like compression air gun. Like they just put a compressor into it, like a like an air compressor that you would use like in a pneumatic drill or something, and just shot popcorn out of it. Do you think it, would it really fly that far? I don't know. I guess it did. They must. <laughs> I mean, that's why it cost seven thousand dollars. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. My the, God. Yeah, That's I amazing. guess. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's really a feat of engineering, actually. <laughs> um, just because you would think, I don't know, maybe they, like, put some sort of resin on the popcorn. Maybe. Yeah. I know I've seen, um, like, prop makers try to recreate it, and mm. no one's ever been able to do it successfully. Like, they can do it cosmetically, huh. but no one's ever been able to, like, make it work. My next question was going to be if there are schematics for a 3D printed popcorn gun on the internet that you can print that you can use to get around regulations. Cuz obviously something like this has to be regulated and then you have to be, you know, over <laughs> 18 to buy it. You have to, you know, be be legally registered with the with a driver's license and there's a waiting period. You can't buy a popcorn gun. You know, you can't just walk into <laughs> the store and get a popcorn gun. You do have to wait a while prior to actually being able to take one home. So, <laughs> so it'll be approved by Clown HQ, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's gotta fuck. be a cl- it's gotta be approved by Clownzilla or you can't uh, Man, the NRA would be a very different organization. Maybe, maybe if that's popcorn what, guns maybe existed. that's why uh, like Fatso has to do it in in the dumpster yeah. because he's not licensed. There you go. Jojo that's true. Yeah, to yeah. use the, yeah. the the popcorn gun. He is he is committed involuntary multiple felonies. In mel- multiple felonies <laughs> with popcorn gun with illegal pop he had illegal popcorn gun uh, modifications. <laughs> yeah, his his also shot a weird creamy a cream substance. It's just not allowed. His had a, a popcorn gun bump stock on it. It was, it was a I was thinking, uh, all right, just to, just to fucking put the brakes on this. I was trying to come up with that joke. I was thinking like a pop stock or an oval stock. But an no, you, stock? you just went like just fucking straight down the line with a with a, with a a bump stock. Fine. All right, I guess we just don't care about comedy anymore. A pop, a pop it's, stock. It's a, it's a sort of popcorn gun. <laughs> Evil Dead would be a whole different movie. He was he was using unpopped corn. That's not that's not regulation. He was he was using maize. <laughs> just okay. just whole sticks of like whole. He was using he had a corn. corn cob attachment at the bottom. No, see, I was about to say if we ever get money, can we create a corn cob gun? Just shoot <laughs> straight up cops. corn on cobs. That's like a legitimate weapon, and then we go to jail. But you know, I still want to find out <laughs> a we... legitimate weapon, and then we go to jail. That's how the podcast ends. We use it. That's how that's how the podcast ends. We go. <laughs> We go to jail for making illegal props. <laughs> 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 two 
to come back to your question about the air compressor, apparently it had a compressor on it, like built into it. Oh wow! Yeah, and it it actually did shoot popcorn that far. Yes, huh, interesting. Um, I, I, which is impressive. Yeah, because I mean they have no weight to it, and I mean it does go. I feel like it was probably only for the shot that you know you see the popcorn come out of it, and then. They probably threw popcorn on them as they were running away, and then when they jump on the ground, yeah. they probably had popcorn on them. I can't imagine that it went like a good, you know, twenty feet. Probably I, not. Yeah, there's no way, but it is an interesting prop. It's a, it's a great effect, and I really it, it, it is, is a very, very good cool. effect. I I don't know. Like I would like to dedicate the rest of my life from this point on to making an actual popcorn, <laughs> please, and then getting promptly arrested yeah. for doing so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I, I don't know, like. Popcorn bazooka. Maybe. I just love the horrible <laughs> design of it as well. Like, it's so ugly. Oh, it's gaudy as shit. And again, I mean, it fits. Again, that's my problem with the whole carnival aesthetic is everything's gaudy as shit. Yeah, no, it's, it's gaudy as shit. Like, the design of it is like, it looks like a fucking elephant's trunk with lips. Uh, like, like with painted lips. Yeah. Like that's what it looks like. It it, it looks like because it's got like a nose on the end, you know, and uh, it's it's got like this fucking weird coily thing, and it's got like a crank on. It's fucking. I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> uh, also, it is. I also love the cotton candy gun. Could you imagine Revolver Ocelot just using the cotton candy guns? Yes, I could, and I'm sure Kojima could as well. It will be in the next install. Well, wait, never mind. That that makes me sad because there won't be any more Metal Gear Solids as we know it. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> that makes me really sad. Yeah. Um. But yeah. No. What what scene was a cotton candy gun in? I'm trying to remember. What in a lot it of it was in a couple scenes. Mm. Uh, it was actually used more than than the popcorn gun. I don't was. remember. I just remember the co- the cotton candy people. It was like a like they had like a. I'm it's like a small little yellowy revolver with like phallic things on it. Yeah. It's Wait, a... was that just a laser gun? Yeah. Oh, that was a cotton candy gun? Yes. Yeah. I thought it was straight up a laser gun. I thought no. that they just had alien lasers because they were aliens. No, it's cotton candy. <laughs> uh, oh, you. Okay, no, hold on. Hold this on. is the cotton candy. Yes, gun. okay, I know yes. exactly what you're talking yeah. about now. Okay. It doesn't shoot cotton candy. It envelops people in cotton candy. That's true. It shoots lasers. So by definition, I'm not going to call it a cotton candy gun. It is a cotton... (laughs) Enveloper. Uh, Cotton uh, candy caulk gun, I guess, (laughs) maybe? I don't know. What do you... It's a dual Mm. function device, yes. But it doesn't shoot out cotton candy. And it was all done in special effects and not as much like engineering prowess was used in order to make it like actually shoot cotton True. candy, which I would have found did, more pleasing. God, that would have been phenomenal. <laughs> that would have been amazing. But can you imagine like, so you know, I actually don't exactly know how cotton candy is made. Like, I don't understand the process of oh, it. It's, it's just sugar. sugar it's spun. Like it, shot it's out of a machine sugar. at very high speeds. Yeah, but imagine that, but as a gun. Yeah, right. You know, because you've seen cotton <laughs> yeah. candy machines. How does yeah. it... How does it actually make cotton candy like all stringy and like actually like a solid substance as opposed to a bunch of grains? That's what I don't understand. Do you know? Heat. As I understand it, it's like it's, oh, is it heat? Yeah, it's heat. So, so it's so like they, caramelized sugar. Yeah. So they car they caramelize it and then they pull it like you would, um, you know. So like when you pull out caramel, it has strings. Yeah. It's like that, and because huh. it's heated, it strings together better. 
I didn't know that. I guess. Okay. Yeah. I've never. To be honest, I will be. So I cotton candy's hot. I will be 100% real with you. I've never once eaten cotton candy, and I have no desire what to. You've fuck? never had cotton candy. I love so cotton you don't know candy. What the, do you know what the texture is like? So you no, don't know what, I've what it's never like. eaten it once oh, in my really life. Oh, it's really interesting. It's like eating a big sugar cloud. Yeah, and like, it it's never. I can't believe you've never had this sensation. If you eat them. Yes. See that doesn't that doesn't endear me to wanting to eat it. But, it's just like eating spider webs. Yeah, that's what I want to put well, in my mouth. The, the, the thing is, you don't have a big sweet tooth, so that mm. yeah. No, I mean again, yeah. I used to like my big sweet tooth before was like Skittles, chocolate, like actually like Hershey bar chocolate, yeah. like but squishy things like Peeps. I never like Peeps, but I know nobody likes Peeps. But like marshmallow like in general didn't. Do you really? Yeah. No, I mean, it's just marshmallow. I mean, it's just, I remember everyone when I was a kid shitting on Peeps, and I never even wanted to eat one. I'm like, that looks kind of You shat on Peeps? Was that like a fetish? (laughs) (laughs) I mean. I'm not kink shaming. (laughs) I'm just asking in earnest. And if you don't want to reveal that to me, that's fine, too. No, it it was more of a thing where, it was more of a thing where you scoop out a little hole, and then you you, you know the the cum inflation, but with Peeps? Oh, my God. Come inflation, but with peeps. That's also a sentence that's never been said. I don't think it's a sentence. And then that you use them like water said. balloons and you throw them at people. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Yeah, oh, ruminate God. on that for a second. Come fill peep bombs? <laughs> Which is also another sentence that has never been said. <laughs> Look at Chris's face. <laughs> and moving swiftly on to... <laughs> Something else. Are we are we done? Are you done now? Are you done with this part? I don't know. I am still trying to think of more things I can talk about in relation to the popcorn gun. Um I guess like it must have some sort of like heating mechanism to keep the popcorn warm. I suppose or like so. so if we're assuming that that big bubble in the ship is like an incubator of sorts, like it's gotta have like a mini incubator in the gun, mm. right? And like I mean I don't it's know. big enough to I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I in really like in world in in world logistics, <laughs> how would that how would that work? I don't know. Like, uh, would it would it be like they, there's like just a big heater on it that keeps unless it's not that. Well, that that might, mm. might be what the crank is for. Maybe for that like is a, what the crank yeah, is for. Yeah, for actually making the heat as opposed to like actually building up. Or maybe the or the like crank that. is completely just vestigial. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for fun. <laughs> well, just play Pop Goes the Weasel, you know. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Or maybe it just—I don't know. Maybe it just makes the gun explode after a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a self-destruct mechanism. Um. Anyway, that's enough about the popcorn gun. I was about to say. I think you might have over. You said thirty minutes. You might have overestimated no, how much exactly you had to say. I mean, no, I, I, I wasted a, a lot of time there talking about. I think 20 to 25 minutes. That was, I did good. Yeah. We talked about popcorn gun rights. Yes, absolutely. uh, Which I think is a very important issue. We need to regulate our popcorn guns and give them to more women. Why don't the women clowns have popcorn guns? 30 second amendment. (laughs) Um. The women clowns are interesting. You were talking about them. You wanted to say a little bit about them earlier. I will say mm. they are very strange. Like looking at, I I had to like do it's a double take tits, to make sure, isn't it? 
Yeah, that's what it was. It was very strange. Like, one of them clearly just has basketballs just, like, hanging there. And I was like, um... <laughs> right after they go in the ball pit, too. So that's a whole bunch of mishmash of imagery. <laughs> it's, it's the fact that, like, the Terenzi brothers are covered in, like, kiss marks. So it's like, they've not tried yeah. to eat them. They clearly fuck those clowns. <laughs> that's true. Like, clearly... And there's a joke that whichever one of the brothers at the screening made made a joke about how we got like clown herpes. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me, but it just is. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's actually kind of mean. I don't know. I mean, it's like shaming the, the, the lady clowns. It's mean. Look. <laughs> Am I reading too far into this? <laughs> No, he was just like, oh, I got clown herpes. Like, it wasn't like a shame thing. It was just like, oh. First of all, well, oh. well first of all, maybe she's just a carrier for clown herpes and doesn't actually have it. Uh, so, <laughs> second of all, <laughs> just, just, I just imagine somebody real sad just saying, I got clown herpes. <laughs> it's just really funny to me. Oh, <laughs> uh, Okay. <laughs> This part's not safe for work. Clown, clown herpes makes the, the, the bell end of your dick into a little nose. It goes... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. You, you... <laughs> Sad honk. And then comes the discharge and nobody's laughing anymore. <laughs> Oh, and it's like it's all just, like it's all like it's just sticky. whipped cream. No, it's like taffy. Oh, no. gross! It's impossible to get out of your teeth. If <laughs> <laughs> we kill Zach, oh god, I actually gagged. <laughs> I actually like in my throat. I was just like, oh god, no! I taste it. <laughs> Oh, fuck! <laughs> Man, this is a good episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> As we talk about this, I'm coming around to why this is a good movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because uh, if nothing else, like, we'll, we'll probably have a little bit more of a breakdown about it in a little bit. But actually, just talking about it, it's it's fun to talk about. We, it, yeah. it doesn't have to have a meaning. It doesn't have. It, it is a lot, uh, like a lot of B-movies in that sense where it is an over-the-top premise with over-the-top props, with over-the-top gags, with some really good bits in it. Yeah. And that just makes it fun. So. Yeah, it's just fun to talk about. It's just a really fun movie to yeah. talk about. And so let's let's talk about let's um talk about maybe uh, talk about cult movies and B movies in general and kind of where this falls mm. uh, within that because I it's it's one of those movies that it's like you know it's kind of very slowly pulls beer out of box. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, for uh, this part of the discussion, I'm I'm all in. <laughs> um, it's. I don't know. It's it's interesting because it is like we talked about when we talked about Ginger Dead Man. We talked about what really makes a good cult movie, and what in in what we kind of determined was effort and uh, sincerity. Yeah. I guess yeah. is, is is what we kind of are like the two big criteria for like a good cult movie. Um, and this has like it's not sincere in the sense of like 
it is sincerely trying to be a funny movie. Mm. So it, mm-hmm. I can respect yeah. that. And definitely there's a lot of effort put into it because oh, yeah. spending $7,000 on one prop is a lot, a lot of effort to put into a movie that is kind of a joke. That's yeah. like you a know? trauma level. Because, I mean, the yeah. amount of money yes. they put in on the dick monster in Tromeo and Juliet that has reappeared in multiple films, like, mm. that they put a lot of money into that dick monster. <laughs> yeah so i would say like in the in the grand scheme of cult movies this is good oh yeah. this is very good and i definitely got a trauma feeling from the knock your block off scene like yeah. that, oh, that, yeah. that is like that was yeah. like a totally a toxic gag right there yes. i'm just like hell yeah okay <laughs> yeah there's a lot of about this movie that reminds me of trauma type stuff mm-hmm. it's yeah. very it's very much a trauma-esque film but a little bit more actually and this isn't shitting on trauma but actually to be honest, I think this appeals to a wider audience yeah, than Troma does. Troma has a very specific audience it goes for. Mm, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, it's it, in a weird way, it's a little bit more family-friendly. Yeah. Well, I, I wasn't even going to say family-friendly, but it, it doesn't have any kind of agenda. Like, Troma does have kind of an agenda. You know, here and there, maybe not all the time, but, I mean, Toxie has an agenda. Yeah. I mean, it's a decent agenda. I like the agenda, but it definitely has an agenda. Trauma, trauma more often has a message. Yeah, exactly. This yeah. has no message. This has none. This none is purely, purely I mean, entertainment. No, it kind of has a message. It, it's a fuck the cops message. Really? Kind, kind of. I guess with the one cop. It's only because I. It's only because you know ACAB. Yeah, I was about to say it, it's because of that yeah. because we want it to be that, but I don't think even at this time, like. Yeah. It does show the the dynamic between good cops and bad cops. It shows they're both. Yeah. I don't like the good cop. Yeah. The first thing I said when I saw the guy that plays the good cop is, oh, wow, that just looks like Rand Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it does look like Rand Paul. So, yeah, there's no good cop I in this, but he's not a bad I would, guy. I personally wouldn't even go as far as saying that it even has a message about cops. Really. No, it Definitely yeah. not intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not intentionally. It just has... It's just kind of about cops, sort of. Yeah, it has a cop in it. Yeah. It's mostly just mindless, pure entertainment, and I very much respect mm-hmm. it for that. I agree. And I, I like it for that. And there's a, I, yeah. like I said, I was trying to figure of, of another movie that is like mindless entertainment that's good. Not Ginger Dead Man. <laughs> uh, because <laughs> That's not mindless entertainment. It's yeah. not entertaining. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it has to be entertaining first, uh, which it's yeah. not. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it is kind of along the lines of... I would uh, clump it with uh, trauma films. Trauma film. I mean, we, 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 we'd said in our discussion earlier that it was very Cannibal the Musical type. Yes. Mm-hmm. Cannibal the Musical. Yeah. Again, by Trey Parker and Matt Stone, who did Team America, which the Kyoto Brothers yeah, worked on. It all kind yeah. of ties in together as far as, like, the realm of... Uh, the realm of comedy that it's coming from, let's say. Yeah. yeah. I kind of almost have an Adult Swim ride from this, too. Like, I could, bit, yeah. I could see, like, Killer Clowns being, like, an Adult Swim short. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because a lot of mm. Adult Swim stuff isn't laugh-out-loud funny. It just presents a concept that's ridiculous. Yes. And this very much presents a concept that's ridiculous. You're not laughing yeah. at it the whole time, but it's still ridiculous, and you're just like, what the fuck's going on? Which is... that was That was very much... The type of comedy that I grew up with and yeah. like Adult Swim type stuff, so uh, like it fits into that. It just it, it it's a weird film. <laughs> yeah, it, it has a lot of slapstick comedy in it. Mm-hmm. It really does, which is very clown oriented, mm-hmm. and I respect that. I I I think I I love how unapologetically on brand it is. Oh yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah. It's like you know exactly what you get where you're getting going in. 
like right on the like you said right on the fucking 10 mm-hmm. it is exactly what you want it to be and i do like that it people were somehow scared of this movie people don't like clowns though that's i think yeah. that's I think where that, that comes is from. what it is and we were talking about that a little bit last night and like, it wasn't that far i think it was written like well, no, I think it was written the year after this. I think it no, was... No, it was 86. Well, oh, I thought it was 89. I don't know why I thought 89. Um, 6, 9. But even then, the miniseries didn't come out till early, early 90s. Yeah. And yeah, that, it came out in 1990. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So, like, people still hadn't really experienced, like... When I was a kid, a lot of people told me that, oh, it's so fucking scary, blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? So that's their first, like, clown horror thing that came out. So also, this... Color Clowns didn't really get popular until a lot later than it actually came out. Really? Because it's shown so often at, like, midnight showings and stuff. Mm-hmm. That makes sense to me. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, people were scared because of the idea of a killer clown because, yeah, it was 1986. Yeah. Um, that that was kind of like a, a concept that people didn't really like to think about because people were already kind of scared of clowns because, you know, Gacy... Uh, yeah, because John Wayne Gacy was a thing. And I mean, uh, people have always been scared of clowns, and I've never. I understand. People have always been uncomfortable with clowns. Yeah. But I think post Gacy is when coulrophobia really sort of became yeah. a popular concept. What's yeah. it called again? Coulrophobia. 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 C o u l r a phobia. And that, and that's a, a legitimate defined phobia is just fear of clowns. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Well, I mean, it's so ubiquitous that it has to have a name. I would oh, think. that's crazy. Yeah. See, because I've always heard of people that were scared of clowns and stuff. I've never been scared of clowns. I just don't like them, and I just don't think they're funny. I've just I've never understood where our society kind of got that that was. I mean, I get that it's kind of like a, a a branch off of kind of like the jester role from you know middle age times. If if that's even a thing that existed in middle age times, I feel like that's been co opted a lot by like modern media you know what i mean yeah you had like madrigal like madrigal performers and stuff yeah so i get that kind of where clowns come from and kind of the history of it but i've never understood what makes clowns popular on the one hand but scary on the other hand because i've always been in the middle where i'm just like i just don't find you interesting so i'll say i'll say two things first first of all when i was a child about four years old i was scared to death of this one ronald mcdonald that i saw at a walmart once and he, he was like, hey, what's up, kid? And I started crying immediately. Uh, so the thing is, the thing is, when you're born, you have two inherent fears that you're basically born with. And the two inherent fears that you're born with are fear of heights or fear of falling mm-hmm. uh, and a fear of loud noises. That's two things that you're automatically scared of. So the loud noises thing. Fear of the dark, too, maybe. Kind of. Yeah. It depends. Um, but fear of the dark is a fairly common mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Clowns are inherently kind of loud, visually loud. True. Yeah. Um, they're visually loud, but also they they uh, are just big, boisterous, loud beings. Mm. Let's say. Yeah. So I think maybe that's like sort of some sort of like ingrained thing. Plus, like the painting of the face, like not understanding, like having a, like distorted shapes for your face. I think is yeah. something that really disorients people. Um, and I see. And just disoriented features in general, like the big feet and the nose and the, all that stuff. I were being, remember being more frightened the first time I saw my dad shave his full beard <laughs> than I ever was at a clown. Like, I remember being straight up frightened because my dad had a full beard all the way growing, like when I was growing up. 
The first time I ever saw him shave his full beard was for like a Halloween costume or something. And that scared the shit out of me because I'd never seen him like with a bare face. I kind of exactly know what you're talking <laughs> yeah. about because my dad had a mustache until I was 14. And then you see him and without then it. And he shaved like, it off and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so I remember so I remember being way more scared of that than I ever was at like let's say Ronald McDonald or like any kind of like mascot I, character. Or I anything. think it's also, especially with kids, the way that parents react to clowns. <gasps> Maybe, yeah. Cause, I can see that. Cause like, it probably is I, a cultural thing to some degree. Yeah, like I showed my net, like my nephew. I was out with my nephew and everyone, and we saw a clown. And the way my stepsister reacted, my my nephew picked up on. Mm-hmm. And so now, now he's not scared of clowns because I sit with him and be like, oh, you know, not not not. Not showing him like Pennywise or specifically scary clowns, but if like a clown comes up in a TV show, I'll be like, "Oh, look, that that person's funny," you know, give it a positive reaction yeah. rather than the "Hey, it's a fucking clown, dude. It's spooky." Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> well, and that kind of goes back to our conversation last episode about nature versus nurture mm-hmm. and yeah. how that yeah. that will affect development of like. You know, definitely of fears and of things that, like, your, your, like, deep-held, I guess, beliefs about things is, like, a lot of it has to do with how the people who raise you uh, present things to you, I guess, you know? Like, I, I am really good, though. I do hide all, all my clown shit, because I fucking love clowns in, you know, the spooky way. I yeah. do hide all my clown shit from a couple of friends that I know are shit-scared of clowns. Yeah, because I'm not an arsehole. Yeah, I won't. Ex- I won't expose people to spooky clowns if they don't want to see spooky clowns. For sure. That's uh, it. It, like I said, it still just trips me out because, like yeah. I said, and it's just because I just don't have that visceral reaction. And that's yeah. all it is. Because yeah, just... and not everybody does. Yeah, but I I feel like it is a, a fairly large portion of the population that is. And since it's so large, that's why I also don't understand why it's so such a phenomenon for people to want to be clowns and for a lot of another large section of the population to find them funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like again, I'm in the middle where I'm just like, I think you look kind of dumb and I don't really get what you're doing is funny. Some people really think they're funny. Other people are scared shitless and I'm just like, where did this come from? Like, where did this tradition yeah. come from? I'm not scared of clowns anymore. Definitely four-year-old me was terrified. <laughs> um, but I would say, I, I'm kind of in the same gr- like grouping as you is like, I'm not really scared of clowns. I don't really like clowns. I'm just kind of like, they were clowns. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, you know, what it is is like when you get to a certain age and you have certain beliefs, especially like us, like we are kind of desensitized <laughs> because of all the crazy <laughs> shit that we've seen. Um, just doing this podcast and also just existing in an age of the Internet where everything is kind of thrown at you. Yeah. Um, that I, I, I don't think that we would really be one way or the other just because clowns at this point for us are kind of antiquated as far as like an entertainment medium i guess do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. did you, chrissy did you know anyone when you were growing up that had like a clown at their birthday party this is one thing i've wanted to ask i no, didn't feel like you sort did, of did stuff like that here you didn't okay is that an american thing or at least not at least not with my age group okay because I was curious. Never but, once. But we did go to places that had weird, creepy mascots in suits. So yeah, like Chuck E. Don't Cheese. feel comfortable with. Yeah, Chuck E. Not, Cheese. Not I like swear Chuck to God. Cheese, I was scared like, of Chuck E. Um, Cheese. <laughs> not, not Chuck E. Cheese, but uh, so there's like a soft play area that would have 
mascots, and I did not like being in the room with them. Oh yeah, as a child, <laughs> I would like, go. Like... I would go. It'd be like my birthday party, and I would just <laughs> just walk out as like a four, like a oh five, God. six year old, just because I didn't want to. I didn't want to see the weird mascot dude. Yeah, I, can I can understand that. that. Yeah, I can see that I too. loved mascots as a kid. And, like, I once met, like, a big bird. This is, like, the other side of the coin from me, mm. Ronald McDonald. I, I met a big a big bird guy. He was in a big bird suit, and I fucking loved him. I hugged him so hard. I loved, I loved big bird as a, as a child. Uh, and I don't know. Like I said, it's just experiences that you have that, that kind of shape that. Um, I, 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 I just... I've never felt comfortable with people in those massive suits. I... I don't know what they're doing in there. Like, I don't know what they... I just don't like it. There were a couple actually at work, when I used to work at the shit, the shit bar, that <laughs> fucked up all our scheduling. Yeah. Um, There were a couple of the two suits of the mascots that people had to wear. Oh. And it was the human ones that made me the most uncomfortable. I hated looking at them because there was an uncanny valley thing. Oh, yeah. 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 Fucking hated it. So let's uh, talk a little bit about the sequel, sort of to this that is uh, kind of in development hell right now. Yeah. Um, yeah when was it announced? It was. They well, kind of. It was announced in like 2012 initially. Oh my god. Yeah, and, and it's funny. The our very 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 first proto episode that we never released, which we may redo at some point in the future. We actually did a mock news section. We wanted uh, to make sure that we could talk to each other without killing each other. Basically, yeah. <laughs> and, and here we are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I am about to kill Isaac. <laughs> but at all times. I was about to say, uh, that, that, yeah, that that's is an uh, ever-present threat that's just a to my thing. being. That's just because that's just he just says these things. Uh, Truth Bones, Trombone the Rat. He's the new, <laughs> the new mascot for... Plinkin' pizzas on the strand. Okay, Coming Jesus Christ. To, to your back door. He's a murderer. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, in that mock news session, we actually talked about um, the Killer Clowns uh, prequel, sequel thing. Um, so that was a year ago. We've been doing this podcast for a year now, mm, by yeah. the way. Uh, happy birthday to us. Um and um, so it's been one of those things that uh, sci-fi was going to pick it up at one point, and I guess they still are, but we're not sure. It was kind of like it was supposed to be around the same time that that Critters thing came out, but it didn't quite pan out in the same way, Well, the Critters, the Critters stuff, I think, was ready to go, because the Critters stuff came out, all the Critters stuff came out this year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that was ready to go. But I think because the Killer Clown stuff, I think the... I, I'm going to assume the Kyoto Brothers are still involved in it. That might take a bit more time. And that makes me feel good, at least. You know what I mean? If they're taking their time on Especially it. Especially as no that Critters fucking series was a pile of dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think only as far as they got with sci-fi is that they were in talks with the Kyoto yeah. Brothers about, about like picking it up, but then... They never picked it up, I guess, was what it was. So we're not sure if there is ever going to be a sequel or a series or a prequel or what have you. Um, I want Killer Clowns lore, to be honest. <laughs> I kind of, on one hand, I do agree with you that I kind of want some more in the universe to make it kind of... Uh, just like, cause I want another one. Cause I just think it's funny and it, it is kind of like a movie that like 
would be great for stupid sequels. Oh yeah, you know, in like a leprechaun sort of way. Um, it's interesting that it be a leprechaun, but good. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say like so many of these other movies get like sequels out the ass. I'm gonna talk. I mean, my example is Child's Play. I love the Child's Play sequels, but you know what I mean. It's just kind of a shallow concept that like it was good for like two of them, and then it kind of just went off the rails. You know what I mean? But it like, went off the rails in the best way. In the best way. Time. No, it's great. Yeah, no, it's yeah. great. It's interesting that this one was immune from that. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I recently bought a VHS of Bride of Chucky, and I oh watched it. Oh my god, I fucking love it. It's good. still so good. It's, it's good. still oh. such a good movie. I love uh, Jennifer Tilly though. So. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, she's the most beautiful woman. I swear to God. Um, but I don't know. I. I, I kind of like that it hasn't had any kind of sequels yet because it sounds like the, if they were going to make a sequel or a TV series, that they would take their time with it and it would require money. Well, they money. were going to originally make a sequel right afterwards, but it just never got picked up. Yeah. Probably because this movie did go under the radar for a while. Yeah. Yeah, that seems that's right. That's true. But and it I- is one of those timeless things. It doesn't have to, like, it didn't necessarily need to come out right after. Like, Friday the 13th had to come out pretty quick after the first one in order yeah. to keep momentum going. Yeah. You know what I mean? This one could be released any time, and it's still the exact same ridiculous concept with the exact same ridiculous premise. Yes. And could pretty much land, as long as it was done right, in that way, by right, I just mean stay ridiculous and stay yes. away from any kind of commentary. Keep just, the kitsch factor. Yeah. As long mm. as it's done, if it's released tomorrow, I think it'll be successful with a very large group of people. Not maybe not the big the big picture of monetary success that a lot of studios would see. You know what I mean? But it would still yeah. be successful with a lot of the I, I I don't know exactly the demographic of people who watch horror. You know yeah, what I, mean? I guess that's the best way to say. Yeah, it, that's but, a good way to put it. Yeah. Um, I would say part of part of the reason probably that it didn't have a sequel, or at least hasn't had a sequel yet, is because, first of all, yeah, the initial, like, interest in it was not big enough to warrant a sequel. Mm. And second of all, it's such a big cult film now that I feel like they're kind of riding on that success still of it being, like, cult status that they don't really feel like there's a need to make a sequel. Um, they just want to for the shits and giggles of it. Yeah, yeah. I would say if that was the only reason, like, they would make a sequel is just because. Because, mm. like, they know that it'll have a fan following, mm. I yeah. think. People and, and, want you know, a, the adventures of shorty, fatso, ruby <laughs> yeah. and slim, you know? Right. I, I would think, you know, if, if something comes out for it, like, if their sequel comes out any time... In the future, I think I'll, it'll be enjoyable. Yeah, like because like you, I think that they they will put their time into it, just like they put their time into this, which is obvious. You know, they actually care. And about... look at look, look at like how many effects can be made on the cheap now that look good. Yeah, right. That's true. Yeah, like One the question. development in tech would be brilliant. That's true. yeah, but see, and that's one que- that that kind of goes along with what I was about to ask is. Are there any filmmakers that have decided to kind of abandon a lot of the more modern stuff and just kind of make movies the same way that they were making movies back in the 80s, let's say? Is in terms it, of effects, or? In terms of both effects and cameras and everything. 
Because, you know, movies today don't look the same as movies from the 80s. Oh, you mean using, like, 80s cameras yeah, for things? Yeah, just using the same type of technology. Because, I mean, I don't know, for whatever reason, if they did make a sequel to this or anything out of this, I think it would be so fitting if it looked the same. Well, they did that be... recently with the new Critters. They did it all mostly did that practical not work? effects. Like, not the not series, work? the movie. Oh. Critters I Attack? That. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, it was very, very sort of based heavily in like the original, in like all the original production style. Okay, I'm interested yeah. to see that then, because that's something that I I heard it was a... it was a lot better than than Critters and Bite or whatever it was. The TV series. Yeah. Okay, I'm interested to find that then. Because I don't know, I've always been wondering about that. Because I mean, so many horror franchises update to the latest and greatest of everything. And sometimes I want to see, like, a B-movie that, like, has a lot of really bad, like, to, film effects and stuff like that. Well, <laughs> yeah, to kind of answer that part of the question, it's kind of the same thing with recording music. It's mm -hmm. kind of, you have the same sort of hurdles to go through. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of films, pretty much every film now is shot digitally. Uh -huh. Just like pretty much every record now is, is recorded digitally right. in some sort of way. Uh, now, there are some studios out there that still do to analog tape. Just like there's still directors out there that shoot the film. But now it's more expensive than it would be to do otherwise. Correct. It's uh, it's a huge pain in the ass. So now it's so... Because you, was... you still have to physically cut the tape, mm -hmm. for, for one. You Damn. have to physically cut the tape in some sort of way, unless there is, you know, unless they do a transfer process, which that's a huge pain in the ass, too. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just huh. like the logistics of doing it to film is complicated. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I think a couple yeah. of, like, bigger filmmakers have done that, though, in recent years to be, like, edgy. Yes. Tarantino has definitely done that. Mm. Uh, Tarantino did uh, Hateful Eight on um, on 70, 70 millimeter. Seventy yeah. millimeter. Yeah, they, he did the, he did the uh, Lawrence of Arabia shot. Yeah. Yeah. But yes. er everyone uh, wants to now just film everything in like IMAX. Yeah, because bigger Please, is better. <laughs> and again, I don't hate the way that that modern movies are made. It's just I like and. People have accused me, but you only like this movie because it's old. No, I don't like this movie because it's old. I like this movie because because of the way that you know these, these shots are done and everything. But part of me also likes the movie because it's old. Yeah. <laughs> so like I, I can't argue too much. I would say because I like the the look of it. And, and I know we all kind of have sort of negative feelings towards Tarantino as a person, but Tarantino has kind of done that mm. relatively recently. Like I'm, mm. I mean, Grindhouse. Yeah, and Grindhouse is yeah. one of the ones I was thinking of yes. when I was talking about it. Yeah, even. like Death Proof definitely is... But it's also Robert Rodriguez. And yeah. His, yeah, that's true. His, his worst thing was Spy Kids and oh, Shark Boy and Love Girls. So. Yeah, but Planet Terror, <laughs> I liked Planet Terror. It's so weird oh, yeah, that fucking yeah. Spy Kids is in the same universe as Machete. Like, Machete <laughs> oh, yeah, is of their course. uncle. <laughs> it, it, it's confirmed. Like I think it's in like, it's Spy amazing. Kids 4. Danny Trejo turns up <laughs> as Machete. Yeah, Danny Trejo's amazing, and Robert, like, like I said, I don't know too much about Robert Rodriguez, but I do know that Shark Boy and Lava Girl was made out of their like journal, like what one of his kids' journals. Oh yes, my God. and that seems yeah. very wholesome to me. And I'm like, Robert Rodriguez, <laughs> you can't be too bad a person. Please don't do anything that proves me wrong. Yeah, I swear to God. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, mostly at, at this point. Um, any like film effects you would see are all like digital effects yeah. that yeah. they added in later. Mm. And I can't fault them for it. I can't fault anyone for using what's A, obviously cheaper, and B, that will make the finished product 
look a little more polished yeah. than what it might have And it's prior. just like overall less work. Yeah. yeah. You know? I can't fault anyone for that. Yeah. But at the same time, as long as a sequel to this movie comes out where even if they use new technology, they take the same care in making sets and costumes and effects, I'll be happy. I, th- I think they yeah. would. I don't think because that's what they, they know that's what the fans would want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, what's our favorite clown? <laughs> we don't have a favorite moments for this one. It's favorite y'all, clown. Y'all are going to have more in-depth ones than I will, so okay, I'll, I'll go first. My, my favorite clown is just the big one. Just the big the old... Big, big old big Jojo? Old, yeah, yeah, Jojo. Clownzilla. He's my favorite. Cause I, Clownzilla. Because my favorite thing is when he drops from the top, he has this purple and green thing going on, and I swear to God, he looks like a clown unit one. And I was totally <laughs> digging it. Yeah. I was digging the shit out of him like, oh. I can respect clown that. I can very much respect that. Yes. Great. A clown has to have a good color scheme. Exactly. Mm. Yes. I, I agree. My favorite clown is Shorty because he's <laughs> such a badass. He punches a dude's fucking head off. Clean like, off. No clean no spine f- remains. I know. No blood. Nothing. And it lands in the trash. Bo- he does a Jason. Yes. Yeah, that is Which very I'm much pretty a, sure yeah. both those movies came out in 88. Or is... Yes, I think they oh, did. No. Yes. Ooh, that's I, amazing. I think actually Jason Takes Manhattan might have been 89. No, well, yeah, no, I think it, they were both 88, actually. Well, I mean, come on, where else Where else are you going to put some guy's head other than the trash? I mean, <laughs> ne- neither of them are unique. Nope. Come on. Jason guy's takes head in the trash. This. Oh, so there you go. Um, yeah, well, okay, first of all, recycle all of your man heads. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Uh, and also, to have that clean of a cut, that's a lot of skill. You can tell that he practiced with a lot of fucking mannequins <laughs> and maybe dead chickens i don't know <laughs> just think of the the scene from rocky but with with, with shorty and the in the butcher shop or in the you know, oh. with all the fucking frozen meat carcasses. and admittedly <laughs> because shorty's my fave as well i love shorty and the guy who gets his head not cleaned off deserves it he stomps oh up absolutely oh, he's bike. an asshole like, he deserves it yeah that bike was fucking shorty bad. did nothing wrong <laughs> Yeah. My my second choice, by the way, is all five or six of them that are holding the tiniest trampoline for her to oh. jump out the window. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scene because I'm just like, that trampoline is tiny. They're just trying to like get her to jump out and die. I do also like the tall one. I forgot what his name is. That, that's is he, slim. Uh, jump slim. Yeah, slim because he's just ransacking that drugstore. <laughs> And the uh, and the guy the the pharmacist is like can you like uh he can't even like say anything and he just keeps doing it he does not give a fuck Slim does not give a fuck <laughs> um yeah but I, I I don't know like I just imagine well, Shorty my second my second favorite's Fatso just because Fatso's the one who does the um the like the uh, ventriloquist oh yeah yes. that's true yep yeah that is a good and scene. he's he's just like the way that he that they do the human voice. Oh, I love it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like it's I said, that really scene's creepy. definitely my favorite. Yeah, I think that's all our favorite scene, which is why we're not doing favorite modes, because yeah. it's all the <laughs> yeah. same one. Uh, I just want to imagine Shorty squaring up with Ivan Drago. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> I, and, like, he looks so sad when he, did, like, before he does, like, before, when he gets his bike smashed up, he looks so sad. Yeah, it is. 
They they put a lot of emotion in that big latex clown face. Yeah, knowing yeah. he looks so sad, knowing full where he full well he has like what four hundred torque in his like uppercut. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, yeah, like he knows what he's about to do. He's about to ruin that man's whole career. <laughs> <laughs> Shorty the piston clown, <laughs> ready to knock your fucking block off. <laughs> Uh, I also just love the reaction from the crowd in that scene. It's just oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one guy's like... And then they just like, leave. Damn. They don't even bother trying to stick around, do anything else. They're just like, we out. We're yeah, done. Yeah, like that shit just happens every day. Like, oh, yeah, we lost another, uh, we lost another gang member to clown violence. <laughs> I, I, I'm a head out. <laughs> uh, man, he heated that head. Um, Anyway, so... Final thoughts. I love this fucking dumb movie. Yes. And and my final thought is, I, I still think this movie is kind of dumb. But at the same time, talking about it has, has helped me around to like enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah. I think this conversation, our conversation last night, I was still kind of like iffy about it because it was my first time seeing it. Yeah. Definitely it, talking about it with people who really like it. <laughs> yeah. It, it definitely gets helps more me. enjoyable the more you watch it. Yes. Yeah, I bet it yeah. does. And I can see that. And it this does. is definitely one of those movies that, in a good way, you want to watch with a bunch of friends to rip on it other than yeah. like the room where you watch it with a bunch of friends to rip on it but kind of in a bad way and yeah. it kind of leaves me with a bad taste in my mouth this you sit around with a bunch of friends and you watch it just to laugh at it because it is funny it, it and, depends on the audience with the room i know we've spoken about this a couple of times yeah. but if you're watching it with a bunch of people like like me and a bunch of others who do love it and you're just ripping on it because you love it like it's different than being with people who are like liking it ironically uh-huh, yeah. And see, I don't like this, ironically. This is a movie that I do like. It's not, like, my favorite thing in the world, obviously. Like, this <laughs> it's, isn't my... It's it's like a beer and pizza movie. It really oh, is. Oh, yeah, very yeah, much. Yeah, you should get a load of mates together, get a load of beers in, get some pizza, just watch this stupid movie. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Because I like it. I, I do like it a lot. Again, I can't imagine me watching this within the next two years. But like of my own volition, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Like in three years, I could see myself being like, "Hey, I haven't seen this in a while. Who wants to watch this?" And then being a bunch of you, like people like you fucks, be like, "Yeah, I love that movie." And then me be like, "Why did I do this?" <laughs> I can imagine myself watching it with the same frequency as like something else I would show my friends that haven't seen it. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I would. I would say like like, "Oh, you haven't seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space? We should watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space." Because you can't movie. dislike it. It's right. not one of those movies. I don't think you can really legitimately dislike yeah, it. Yeah, you can sit there unless and be like, you're this just movie's like a stupid. And it's like, that's kind of the point. And you're just like. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, unless you're yeah. one of those snobs. Yeah, if, if you, yeah, if one, you're a snob, or two, you're just a fucking party pooper and you're a fucking boring square yeah, you just person. don't like fun. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> there's a lot of times that I come off as a party pooper, because I will watch something about, like, this movie f- is fucking stupid. Now, and I will just straight up say that to someone, and be like, well, you just don't understand. I'm like, yeah. no, no, this movie sucks. Don't try to, but in this movie, I didn't feel that. I felt it was like, I like this, but just come on. Why let me, did I have to? Let me to? put this in context. So... And in, in maybe at one point we'll have, like, an episode where we talk about actually really horrible movies. I went... Ginger Dead Man? Besides that. Okay. Like, we'll have, like, a... We'll have, like, a They're Bad Super Special. Oh, my God. Um, but, but, no, it's... Uh, last week, on Tuesday, I went to Tuesday Night Trash at Texas Theater. They show a lot of cult movies, of course, oh, at nice. Texas Theater. Uh, 
and they showed this movie called Winter Beast. And fuck, it was bad. Okay, so it's like, it's, let's compare it, because like, the thing about Winter Beast is a lot of the shots were shot at different times. It was like one of those movies that it took years to make because nobody wanted to be in it. Um, and the main guy has a mustache at the beginning, and throughout even just one scene, his the age of his mustache will change. Oh, oh god. Like it's and the lighting will change and that sort of thing. And and they described it as a not pedestrian film. I'm pretty sure uh, that might have been on a best of the worst. It probably it was. It sounds like something I, I recognize the title from something and I just assume it's a red letter media thing that I've seen. Because I mean I, I, I've seen some shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. But basically, what I'm saying is, like, compared to something like that, mm. this is actually, I think, people will generally enjoy it. Oh yeah, absolutely. yeah. Like, like Winter Beast, you have to have to be a special type of person to want to <laughs> see that movie. <laughs> see, I don't even know how I feel about Snowpiercer, which is clearly a movie. Oh that my god, a lot of effort was put into that, but it doesn't feel genuine. You know, I will say that Snowpiercer doesn't feel genuine yeah, at god. all. I like, shouldn't know that babies taste best. Uh, <laughs> God, but then also fucking... like slipping on a fish in the middle oh of like, God, the, yeah. the, like the biggest like fight in the movie, like and like trying to set up this like weird post-apocalyptic society on a single train. I still don't know how to feel about Snowpiercer. It's... Like I really don't. Yeah, see, that's a movie that like if I, I was like, oh yeah, like if I liked it, let's say, and I showed that to a friend, I would feel like crushed that the friend didn't like it. But I, but like me as a person that is talking about this hypothetical situation, I understand 100% why that friend would be like, this movie is god-awful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I agree with you entirely. Yeah, but... Like, I don't know why anybody would really, in like, sincerely dislike Killer Clowns. Exactly, so. yeah. That's what I was yeah. about to say, exactly. Yeah. I, I, I just couldn't see it. Yeah. So watch it, if you yeah. haven't. It's, you know, it's one of those movies that you probably haven't seen. It's like one of those things where you start dipping your toe into B and cult movies, like in horror movies, and that I think this is one of the ones you should start with. Yeah. Uh, you should start with this, and you should start with, like, Evil Dead. Anything Evil Dead related hmm. uh, is, like, is like this and Evil Dead. Because those are things that pretty much most people who enjoy horror enjoy. They're these, they're this, Killer Clowns, and probably something Evil Dead related. Usually so. Evil Dead 2. Yeah, Evil Dead 2 is like the most, it's the like, it's like, the campiest. Yeah, well, I mean, Army of Darkness is campy, but like Army of Darkness is not a horror film. Army of Darkness is a comedy. Army yeah, of Darkness yeah. is, just, is a fantasy comedy. True. It's not yeah. even a horror film true. anymore. That's true. And so don't put those two together. Um, yeah, let's not, we'll, we'll have time to talk about Evil Dead. Boy, oh, yeah, howdy, I'm surprised we, we haven't we have, it it's, it's such a big one. I want... It's such a big one. We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see in due time. We'll mm. talk about it. But we have a lot of we have some big ones to to, to talk about first, and you'll you'll. We're see not even those. at the first of the year yet. Come on, yeah. Slow your roll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll we still have a lot of big ones that we haven't talked about that we will talk about. Uh, and trust me, this uh, we're actually. Thank you so much, first of all, for listening to us yeah, right. to begin with. This this year has been so great. Like we've and had, also fucking crazy and stupid. Yeah. And it's this year wild. sucks. This year has been fucking yeah. annihilating. Yeah. <laughs> and the fact that we've gone through this whole year and still made it out on the other side and are still doing the show yeah. and we still enjoy doing it, that's really saying something. And we really, we, the feedback that we've gotten from the show, you know, it hasn't been like massive, but the 
the little things in the in the people who have told us that they've enjoyed certain parts or they enjoyed certain episodes or that they've requested stuff from us that's what makes it all all worth mm-hmm. it is that we do really that does. people still enjoy hearing us talk and we really appreciate that and uh, basically this episode is going to end season one yes of this podcast we need uh, a break because holidays. Yeah, holidays. <laughs> holidays are going to take up our time for the rest of the I'm, year. I'm not so. near anything re- recording till I come back from Texas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, are you are you going to be up here at all? I still don't know. We're still waiting to hear from yeah, Alec. We, d- okay. we don't. We no, don't that's know fine. Yet. No, I, I, I just couldn't remember where we landed that, on that. Zach, like Zach and Ash know, obviously, but oh, and you yeah. can you can still talk in the the group. Yeah, me. I'm in there. Yeah. Uh, I we never use it now. Yeah, but. <laughs> we use it to no tell what episodes we're doing. Yeah, we and that's, that's are an very thing. organized. Yes, Com- comparatively, actually, yes. So yeah, there's that. But uh, basically, season two is gonna open up with something pretty big, mm. uh, and we're excited for that because that is gonna be a really great and probably a longer episode. I think because of the stuff I kind of want to talk about with it, it's going to be another scripted episode, and we're going to try and we're going to do that more. Yeah, we're going to try and do that more. It's just these last few episodes have been tough because I've been working. Zach a ton. works at the post office. Yes, I am just a lazy fuck after work, and Chrissy's work schedule is yeah. crazy. Uh, I've been at work <laughs> and then also campaigning for yeah. the election. Yeah, true. But January is when the post office slows down. We're we're definitely gonna have more time. Oh, my work entirely um, slows down as well, so yeah. I won't be as yeah, tired. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have a we're gonna have a ton of time to do scripted episodes. And I'm what I'm gonna try and do is I'm gonna try and get ahead on scripts so that like I'm always like an episode or two ahead on writing mm-hmm. a script. That way, when we get to an episode, we already have one finished and we have already had it all figured out. And uh, hopefully, season two is gonna be like. Where everything gets fucking solidified, and we get like the the strongest episodes we've done so far. So we really appreciate if you you are continuing to listen to us. We love you. Yay! We yes. love you. And good goodbye. Have a great Bye. holiday, everyone. Have happy holidays, everyone. Merry Christmas. Merry Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. Mopey crisis. <laughs> We love y'all. Y'all are great.